Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth, and served the Lord only. 1 Samuel 7.4 Dear Heavenly Father, Today is spring cleaning. Today is the day that I'm taking inventory of what's in my heart, and if there are any idols that I've allowed to stay. Idols like jealousy, unforgiveness, people-pleasing, and spiritual compromise. I break at the altar of your presence. I confess that if I'm not in spiritual alignment, I lose battles that you've already spoken victory over. However, the days of losing battles because of idols are gone. I decree and declare that my heart only longs for you and your ways. I declare that I am synced and aligned with your ways. I will not fall to fear. When the clouds of trials descend upon me, I know, like thunder, you will roll through my life and hand victory to me. I declare that all fear, doubt, anxiety, and worry will melt under the hand of the Almighty. I will not look for any other king to rule my life but you. Lead me and guide me to your desired outcome for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Israel's Return to God In our last story, we learned of God's victory over the Philistines and His return to Israel. He plagued them with tumors and made it known that He was the God above all other gods. Now we see Israel turn away from their old idolatry and pursue God with their whole heart. Victory and prosperity follows them, but idolatry still creeps in the darkness of their hearts. Inspired by the book of 1 Samuel. Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In yesterday's reading, we heard about how God punished the Philistines, judged them for stealing the ark and attempting to use God for their own benefit. After being afflicted with terrible tumors in two different cities, the terrified Philistines returned the ark along with guilt offerings to Israel. The people of God rejoiced and praised God for returning the ark to them. Today, we'll hear how they turn back to God and try to follow Him with the integrity of their hearts. They will experience prosperity and success in battle as long as they remain committed to the Lord. But Israel is still plagued by a desire to be like other nations. They will insist on a king despite God's promise to rule over them. God will hear them and eventually give them what they want. But they don't understand for what they are asking or what they will receive. Let's listen now to today's story. The Ark of the Covenant had been returned to Israel, but the Philistine gods were not destroyed completely. Many Israelites clung to many different gods. They kept idols in their homes and used idol worship as an excuse to sin. Samuel spoke to the people as a loving and strong leader. Listen, he shouted among them. The crowd grew silent as they listened to Samuel. They hung on every word he said. 
Samuel spoke the word of God over the sea of people, saying, If you truly want to return to the Lord, direct your hearts towards Him. Pursue what is meaningful and good for your souls. Serve Him only, and you will have victory over the Philistines. So the people of Israel burned their idols to Baal and Ashtaroth. It was as if the walls of Jericho crumbled in their own hearts. The heaviness of their idol worship dissipated, and they began to worship God freely once again. Samuel took the children of Israel to Mizpah to worship God. There they sang to him, recounted his laws, and made sacrifices. However, the Philistine wolves caught scent of their vulnerability and sought to attack Israel while they were worshiping. The Philistine army gathered like storm clouds across the valley below Mizpah. They rolled through in great numbers, and their battle cries could be heard only a few miles away. The Philistines were in hot pursuit, and the Israelites grew terrified. Their marches shook the earth, and the clanging of their armor pierced their ears. They were fast approaching. If Israel had still been worshiping their idols, they would have fallen to their fear. Instead, they brought their cries before God. They bowed before Him and asked Samuel to continue to pray and make sacrifices. Samuel took a nursing lamb and raised it high for all to see. Samuel drove a blade across its throat. The blood of the lamb was shed before the people. Years ago, the blood of a lamb was shed to cover the doorposts in Egypt. And years before that, the blood of the lamb was accepted by Abel before God. Deliverance followed the blood of a lamb. The Philistines were close enough to see the sweat on their brows and the glimmer of their blades. As Samuel was sacrificing the lamb, the Lord rolled into the valley like thunder, and a great boom shook the earth and skies. Philistines fell in every direction, and the people of Israel descended upon them like the armies of heaven. Their swords swayed through the confused Philistines, and victory was handed to Israel on a silver platter by God. The Philistine army, once terrifying and powerful, melted underneath the magnitude of the Almighty. Every city that the Philistines had taken from Israel had been won back, and slaves were set free. Freedom followed the blood of the Lamb. Samuel judged over Israel and guided them with kindness and wisdom until his old age. Israel prospered under him, and the Lord was glorified amongst his people once again. When Samuel grew too old to judge over Israel, he appointed his two sons, Joel and Abijah, to judge over them. Yet they did not share in their father's heart. They quarreled with the people, took bribes, and dishonored God. God despised how they perverted justice and would rule unkindly. The elders of Israel gathered together with Samuel. They were irate at the state of Israel under his sons. Look at your sons, Samuel, they yelled. They are nothing like you and judge unfairly. Appoint us a king to rule over us like other nations. Samuel was devastated when he heard these words. It grieved him that the people would want a king like other nations. What have I done wrong? Samuel thought to himself. God spoke kindly to Samuel, saying, Do as they ask, Samuel, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me as their king. Though Samuel did not hear the voice of God as Moses once did, he could sense grief in God's words. He spoke, saying, From the day I saved them from Egypt till now, they have sought after other gods. Now they do the same in wanting a king, 
do as they say, but warn them that they will never have a king like the Lord. Samuel stood before the people. Tears filled his eyes and dripped down his old cheeks. You will have a king as you asked, but remember this. A king takes more than he gives. Soon your property will be his, and your goods will be taken as tax. The best of your young men will be taken for his armies, and your young women will be forced to work to sell goods. And one day, you will cry out to God because of your king. You will ask him to take your kings away, but you will not be answered. The Israelites paid no attention to Samuel's warning. They longed to be ruled by a king. They had thrown away their old idols, and now their hearts desired a king to worship instead. The human heart is in constant pursuit of something to rule over it. It wants safety, so it grasps for the easiest form of comfort it can find. God would allow the people to put their hope in a king. He is not a god that begs for relationship. He would wait faithfully for their new idols to fail them. He would raise up redemption for his people as he always has before. For God is glorified when his people are redeemed. Today's scripture begins with the people turning back to God. The ark has been restored to them, but God tells the people through Samuel that the Philistines must still be dealt with. And he says as long as they abandon their idolatry and look only to him by faith, they will have victory. So they burned their false idols and devoted themselves to God and to Samuel's leadership as judge. As they worshiped and offered sacrifices, the Philistines then attacked. Their army was great and would have easily defeated the Israelites. But this time God showed up for them and with thunderous sounds from the heavens, he confused the Philistine army. Israel defeated their enemy that day and took back every city and every slave taken by their pagan enemy. Samuel then ruled as God's representative for many years. It was a time of great prosperity. The people sought after God and obeyed his commands. But there was still a seed of doubt within them. They never stopped being jealous of other nations who were led by mighty kings. So when Samuel grew old and appointed his sons to judge over Israel, things began to change. Samuel's sons weren't the noble, God-seeking rulers that their father had been. Much like Eli's sons, they sought only their personal interests and indulgences, taking bribes and making a mockery of justice. So now the people tell Samuel that his sons weren't like him. They didn't want another judge. They wanted a king. What they failed to recognize was that God was already their king. And unlike all the other nations, their king was always good and always acted in their best interest. But none of that mattered to the Israelites. They wanted to be like everyone else. When we try to do things the world's way, we are telling God that his best for us is not good enough. We're not looking to him by faith and finding fulfillment in the things that really matter, but we're looking to the world and how the world can satisfy the cravings of our heart. And that's where Israel's heart was when they asked Samuel to give them a king, just like the other nations, just like the world. Samuel wasn't happy about this, and he went to God seeking wisdom. Here is God's response in 1 Samuel 8, 7. Obey the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. God allowed the children of Israel 
to have a king. He tells Samuel to give them what they want, but Samuel is to warn them. The clear warning was that the king would not satisfy what they really wanted. He would not treat them kindly and lovingly as God always does. Undeterred by the warning, the people insist, give us what we want. So God does. It's a case of be careful what you wish for that will play out over many years. And we'll hear about that the next time. Lord, we believe that you are a perfect, good, loving, and righteous king. You are our Lord and Savior through Jesus Christ, and you always know what is best for us. We ask you to rule in us, govern our lives, and help us not to look to the world for answers, but only to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone you know because it can make a genuine, even eternal difference in their lives. And if you want more resources on how you can know the power of God through Jesus Christ, then visit jackgraham.org. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.